Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You are listening to the COB podcast here at Ausbiz. It is August the 1st, the start of a new trading month, but much like we saw in July, more gains coming through for the local market. I'm your host today, David Scott, joined luckily enough by Carl Rotter. Uh, Carl, uh, well, another gain, and uh, now the benchmark index is up over 9% from the lows hit in the middle of June. Yeah, pretty amazing stuff, eh? And not far from that sort of magical, uh, not quite sacred, uh, because it's nowhere near 30,000, of course, but uh, 7,000 level on the index. It took a little little while for the market to wake up this morning, but uh, got to wriggle, wriggle on in the later stages of the day. And uh, yeah, pretty solid with 0.7% gain, so nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, energy sector leading the way today, along with the utility space, also some pretty handy gains coming through in healthcare and telecommunications. Maybe, even though we saw a bit of an uplift in, uh, in long bond yields, certainly a lot of impact that's coming on uh, from that uh, steep decline from what we've seen bond yields recently uh, is starting to go and filter through to those areas of the market. Maybe that's a play at the moment, so you can go hit your right to. I know I had a chat uh, with Isaac Paul today on the program, of course, and he was talking about how he thinks that uh, there's going to be much more further downside to come for bond yields, and that is why he still is pretty constructive on the global equity space. You had a chat with him. Anything else, uh, takeaways that, uh, that came from that discussion? No, I think he nailed it on, uh, hit it on the head. He was talking about 10 years going da- back down towards 2%. He thinks there's time to potentially add duration. He thinks he's sort of wading into equities a little bit, but I s- still suspect... Well, from what I gathered, um, still concerned about the earnings outlook just as we see growth starts to slow. So time to be kind of cautious, but uh, certainly thinking that we've hit the peak uh, of the uh, cycle when it comes to, to long, uh, long bond yields. Sean Lerr was another conversation we had on the program today. You were, you were lucky enough to have that chat as well. What was the other crux of that conversation? It's one of the other featured interviews in the newsletter today. He was really, really um, in-depth. I'm look for, looking forward to, to getting him back on again because I felt like he gave us a lot of information for free. Um, but uh, no, we, we sort of had a bit of a look at the buy now, pay later space. And not to give too much away, obviously he wanted to uh, discuss... Whether this bounce that we're seeing at the moment in, well, especially names like Zip, but Sezzle and, and uh, others in the buy now, pay later sector um, have, has legs to it, has some sort of fundamental impetus, or if it's uh, just, uh, you know, basically funny money playing with the price again. And I mean, obviously, uh, I don't have to give, I won't give too much away, but he, he believes the latter, but he talked extensively about that. But he also um, had a really good sort of, a, I guess, um, deeper discussion across, uh, about you know email payments um, spoke about his preferences for diversified financials so like I said gave away a lot of uh, free information today which uh, obviously we love but it was a really good interview well Carl you mentioned this before about earnings coming through we've got a, a fourth quarter update coming through from Aussie Broadband uh, on the surface it looked pretty uh, pretty reasonable all things considered but uh, the share price was absolutely savage today it was down around about 16 percent 
or so. So we thought we'd take the opportunity to go and nominate it for our stock of the day. So Koshi today, he was joined by Gaurav Sodhi from Intelligent Investor and David Novak from Wealthwise Education to get their take as to whether it's worthwhile to go and buy the dip after this pretty pronounced sell-off we've seen today. Yeah, I, I've owned this since it IPO'd, um, and I've been, uh, you're right, I've been a fan of it, um, and I particularly think the, the founder and management is outstanding in this business. Yep. Um, I, I looked at the numbers quickly before I came in, and I have to say, when I looked at the numbers, I thought, oh, this is a great update. Um, you know, the uh, earnings uh, were at the upper end of guidance. Yep. Um, the connection numbers were particularly strong. The saving synergies from the acquisition um, probably better than expected, I'd say. Yep. And the market share gains, uh, again, I'd say better than I would have expected. Uh, look, it's not a buy for me, technically speaking, you know, because I'm a technician and, and mm. a fundamentalist yep. mm. yeah. as well. But from a technical point of view, it's certainly not a buy um, on the chart. Um, you know, look, the trading update was, was a positive one. but. The market, obviously, reaction today isn't, isn't positive. I mean, it's just, you know, the, the stock's down, you know, quite sharply. So mm. something's obviously amiss here for um, the investors, the shareholders who are yeah. selling today. And there we have it. Uh, a buy and a hold does not make it for consideration for the portfolio for the investment committee. So Aussie Broadband not up for consideration at this point in time. Carl, we've got to go talk about some of the macro events that are coming up as well uh, out there. There's going to be a pretty big week being the start of a new month. One of those will be tomorrow, the RBA. Uh, look, it's widely expected there's going to be a 50 basis point hike coming through the third consecutive one. Uh, that the bank were being delivered. Where do you think we might be surprised? Could the bank actually surprise in any way following, of course, that uh, inflation report last week? Well, I know you, you missed it. I'm sure you would have uh, watched it uh, from, from home there on your week off was on the, uh, the big picture last week. We were talking to Stephen Miller and saying that uh, potentially a 75 basis, basis point hike could be on the cards if they wanted to deliver sort of a shock and all hike to show that they're sort of serious about the inflation fight but from overwhelmingly from the economists that i've been speaking to paul brennan today was a um from suncorp was the guest on the big picture was saying 50 basis points after that kind of slightly lower than expectation cpi print is is almost a, a, a sure thing the question now of course is just where they go from here we've got the statement of monetary policy at the end of the week um cash uh, the cash rate futures have really dropped expectations for uh for where the the cash rate's going to land um, at, the, at the peak of this cycle. So I think that's, you know, the framing for, for, for this meeting. You know, maybe, just maybe, they have had sort of, I guess, a recent history of, of shocking markets, but uh, unlikely this time around, it's, it's really going to be about where, where they guide us from here and, and how they kind of, I suppose, communicate what's potentially going to be revisions to their, their economic outlook. Another one as well, we've got uh, following the official PMI readings out of China on Sunday, we've got the Kaijin uh, equivalent today, more of a small and medium sized uh, business focus. And the manufacturing sector, no, all pointing to an, uh, a slowdown or maybe an actual outright contraction in activity over the course of July. We know how disruptive those uh, Omicron uh, related you know, uh, lockdowns and restrictions are on, on activity. Just another indication there that despite all this uh, money that's being pumped into the economy, all this expectation about uh, no, big gains coming through when it comes to infrastructure investment and the like, still not really you know, rubber hitting the road at this point of the cycle. No, really low demand too. Like, I mean, it's, it's quite similar to what, we've actually got the ISM manufacturing number out tonight in the, uh, in the US, but um, I think it's actually a pretty consistent story across these surveys, which new orders are dropping off, the employment indexes 
uh, awakening and it's all these signs that demand is starting to slow so you know clearly there's some nuances in china that's that you know make things a bit different from the rest of the world and like you said it's the lockdown thing um but you know not a particularly good signal for, for global economic activity and aggregate demand yeah, of course. And that's so I know the PMI release is ahead of what's going to be a pretty bumper week. There's going to be headline act as well on Friday, uh, non-farm payrolls out in the States. Pretty crucial one, you'd imagine, given there's so much focus on economic activity and what will happen when it comes to trying to tackle inflation. And uh, will the, uh, the Fed succeed without going and staging an almighty recession? Hopefully not being the answer. Uh, look, uh, just to go and wrap it up again uh, today, I, on the uh, CBO Australia 200, up four tenths of a percent. Looking across the market map at this point of the time, uh, no, looking at uh, United Mall Group was the worst performer by some some margin. It went and flagged to an EBITDA downgrade coming through and got absolutely smashed as a consequence. It was off about 17.7%. Also, also points better Megaport, Novanix, uh, amongst the biggest losers on the market today. They've all run pretty hard over recent weeks. Speaking of uh, running hard, uh, the lithium space is back in vogue today. Uh, some big gains coming through. Also, Linus up 4.6%. So, Carl, it's a uh, no, pretty good start to the month of, uh, of August. Let's see whether it continues tomorrow on RBA Tuesday. Mate, uh, have a fantastic night. You too, mate. Chat then.